Man. What is going on, Navar? What is going on? I'm so happy to be here today. It is so good to be with you. And I had this opportunity today. I did not want to miss it. And so I'm just so thankful, thankful to be here. And I love listening to you guys worship. See, it's one thing to sing. Two of our kids had birthdays. So we sing happy birthday to them, right? We're good parents. We, we, we remembered. And so you sing happy birthday to people. But when you sing to the Lord, it's like worship. And you guys, man, it was just awesome to hear you guys singing. We're going we're gonna to mix it up just so the band, wherever y'all are, we're going to do that worthy song again. Because I just like the way that y'all sing that. So, so we're, we're, we're not going to do it right now, but we're going to do it towards the end of the message. And so I saw some of the band was leaving to come back. Now they're coming back. Give it up for the band. How about it? Just give it up for them. Yeah, thank you. I like to mix things up, throw people off a little bit sometimes, just make sure they're on their toes. These guys, I tell you, but the band's nothing without production, man. I mean, they don't have a microphone without production. Let's give it up for production. And I just want to say a huge shout out to every volunteer here, every person that volunteers. I want to say thank you. And a lot of them are out in places volunteering. If you volunteer here, would you stand if you're standing? Would you raise your hand? If you volunteer here at Momentum Church, would you please stand? I want to honor you. I want to say thank you. Awesome. 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 Thank you guys so much. Nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. Now, if you don't volunteer, this isn't a guilt thing. It's not like, wow, we, we're trying. No, no, no. Now, we... Volunteers like this, we just believe like it's our reasonable service to serve God back, right? Like when I see someone in uniform, this is what I do. And I love living where I love. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love living where I love. I like that. That's, that's a new one. When I see men and women serving, I say, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the least I can do. It's the least I can do because that's a family sacrifice, that's a family sacrifice. You say, well, we live in Navarre. A lot of people work here in the military. Then we have a lot of opportunities to show our gratitude. We have an attitude of gratitude, right? I believe that. I mean that with all my heart. And so I just want to say thank you. That's just a natural response. I don't, it, doesn't, it, it shouldn't be hard for me. I shouldn't have to work it up. I should just be able to do that. In fact, one day we were at um, my kid's school. And there was a gentleman from here in Navarre, and we had something for the kids, and then they had a little show, and then afterwards they had a little food or something. And so I saw this guy, I was talking to someone, I saw this guy, and I went up to him, and I said, man, I just want to thank you so much for serving. He turned around, and he said, Pastor Tim, Pastor Tim, he goes to momentum. I thought, man, thank you, Lord, sometimes you get caught doing right, you know, and um, we're going to have fun today. I don't know about you guys, y'all may not have fun, I'm going to have fun. I'm here in Navarre. They said it was greater to be a raider. That's what somebody said. I'm happy to be here. I expect y'all to have the same energy level you do at football games. Because I've been to your football game. I went to another football game when we first moved here. I was like, that is flat. Like, flat diet Coke. I don't want none of that. And I came over to Navarre and watched a football game. And I got healed, man. i like, that's how you're supposed to watch a football game. Like that. That's how you do it. This is how we do it. So, so I, I love that. We're going to have fun today. I want to talk to you. Um, I want to talk to you uh, about vision, but before I do, I want to stay on this thing about volunteering because here's the thing. I know two things about you. I may not know you, but I know two things about you. Number one, you need to be needed and you need to be known. 
You need to be needed and you need to be known. That's why as a church, we have community groups and we have serve teams. And, and, and those are like our staples. That's like, we're not getting away from that. That's like our bread and butter. You with me? So we're not just a Sunday church. We're not just a gathering. We don't do this because we love setting up. It's just so much fun. We just love these curtains. They just make us feel right. No, 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 no. We do this because we're in a community that needs Jesus. And, and there's so much hope in Jesus. In fact, there's more than enough hope in Jesus. And, and, and there's enough There's enough of a necessity here in Navarre for Jesus. We just plan on sticking around for a couple hundred years or until Jesus comes back. So we'd rather have the latter than the earlier. But if Jesus tarries is coming, we want to be working until he comes. Why? Because it's our reasonable service. We get to do it. And so if you're not on a serve team, man, we want, we want you to come on. We're leading better at this campus. We don't want you to have to serve every week. We're going to build our teams here so big that you can serve and have a break. How about that? Someone put your hands together. That's what I'm talking about. And so I just want to apologize as a senior pastor because that's not been the case. There have been people serve every Sunday, serve and not be able to come into the gathering. Those days are long over. And so we're going to recruit better, going to lead better. We're going to do it right, keep it tight for the glory of God and all his might. Drop the mic. Put your hands together. Let's have church today. Let's have church today. If I stand on that carpet, I might fall next time. Let's go right to the Bible. Let's go. Y'all didn't come here for me. You came here for God. Let's see what the Bible says. We're going to the book of Proverbs. A proverb a day keeps stupidity away. You want to be smarter? You want to have wisdom? Get your nose in Proverbs. Proverbs, 31 chapters, one for every day. And an extra one if there's only 30 days. So read a proverb a day. Satan hates it when we read Proverbs because when we read the wisdom of Proverbs, we receive the wisdom of the Lord. And the wisdom of the Lord, the Bible says, is what God leveraged to create the world. Have you ever just been so fascinated by God? Like, how did he do that? Right? You ever seen someone do something like the X Games? I watch the X Games. I'm like, Chelsea, I'm like, how did they do that? How did they do that? That's crazy. Like, who was the first one said, I'm going to take that snowmobile right over there, and I'm going to go about 70 miles an hour. I'm going to go up this, that cliff. I'm going to do three backflips and land that thing. That's what I, who did that, right? And, like, who just creates this world? Like, our sunrises and sunsets, who does that out of the words of his mouth? Our God does that. Our creator does that. Our Jesus does that. Our king does that. That's who does that. And so I just want to serve him. It's my reasonable service. So when I get Proverbs, I get the spirit of wisdom in me. Get the life of God in me, and it will help me to think clearly. Um, I had a preacher that I grew up around, and this preacher would always say, you have a Bible and a brain, use it. Both. Use them both. And so, man, when we read Proverbs, we'll get so much wisdom. Listen, if you're a teenager, raise your hand. If you're a teenager in the house, listen to me. If you're almost a teenager, raise your hand. If you're really close to almost being a teenager, raise your hand. All right, awesome. Listen, Proverbs will help you. You'll get better grades. You have better relationship with mom and dad. It'll help you work better. Proverbs will heal you. It's just amazing. Proverbs is where we're going to go today. One verse, two translations. You catch that? One verse, two translations. I want you to hear it bookended from the old and the new. Proverbs. Would you stand, please, out of respect for God's word? I want to bring a message to you. 
Lord, help me see. Lord, help me see. What do you want? I want to see, the blind man said to Jesus. Jesus said to the two blind men who were screaming out, Jesus being God knew why they're crying out. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you? If Jesus asked you today, right here, right now, what is today? Is it March 23rd? Ah, make sure you're on. It's the 26th. Tomorrow's my best friend's birthday. It's Blake Clark's birthday. All right. I'm glad. Y'all are sharp people over here. Gulf Breeze may have said, yeah, it's 23rd. And then, no, it wasn't 23rd. Um, And we can say that because they're not watching us. (laughs) Um, They said, we want to see. If Jesus came to you today and said, what do you want? What would you say to Jesus? The blind man said, we want to see. Pretty awesome. Four words changed their life forever. We're going to look at Proverbs. And I want to bring this message to you on vision. Proverbs 29, 18. It's on the screen. We're going to read it from the King James. Then we're going to read it from the message. Get an actual word-for-word translation in the Hebrew, to a, to a thought for thought. Where there is, someone say no vision. Read the next three words. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You know what perish means? It means they die. They die. They dry up. You ever, you ever opened a Coke and it was bad? You ever got some chocolate milk? I remember, man, we were on a trip and I went to this gas station. And I got a chocolate milk and I was thirsty and I like chocolate milk. I like chocolate milk. In fact, I put extra chocolate in chocolate milk just so it tastes extra chocolatey. And I opened this puppy up and I started, man, I tilted that thing back and I was chugging. Problem was about the third or fourth chugger, um, all of a sudden I realized I had chugged some really bad bad milk right like i wasn't expecting cottage cheese i was expecting are you with me yes yeah i got your attention now <laughs> some of y'all won't have chocolate milk for a while some of y'all won't have cottage cheese ever where there is no vision the people die right like i almost died when i oh it was so nasty right so oh my gosh where there is no vision the people perish they die they dry up they, they go bad they become stale. They drift. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he or he is happy. I want you to see it in the next translation in the message. Eugene Peterson was a Bible scholar and teacher and professor. And he would literally take the Hebrew and the Greek and, and he would translate it word for word. Because the Greek language is, it, it, it has more words than the English language. And so he in teaching... It was so incredible that they said, would you just make a modern contemporary translation of God's word? Because we don't say keepeth anymore. Did you keepeth thy room cleaneth, dear soneth? We don't talk like that. So Eugene, would you help us? Don't rewrite the Bible. Take the Bible. Just put it in today, a little 2017 for us. Of course, this was years ago. And he translated it this way. If people can't see what God is doing. If people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Do you see that? They stumble. Can we get that verse up here? The message. They stumble all over 
themselves. We still got the King James on the screen. Let's go to the message. If people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals, they are most blessed. How many of you want to live blessed? Do you want to live blessed? Anyone want to live a blessed life? Come on. All right, if you want to live a blessed life, then you better be attending to what the Lord is revealing. In other words, when the cloud moves, God's people move. When God speaks, we obey. God never speaks vaguely. God always speaks clearly. And when God speaks clearly, it is my job. It is my, let me go back here for a minute. It's not my job to change God. Sometimes people think that when we pray, we're trying to change the mind of Almighty God. No, 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 no. His ways are higher than my ways. His ways are better than my ways. I know you're standing. Just be thankful we're not in Bible times. They stood for hours upon hours upon hours, and they just read the Word of God. And, and so, but, but my job isn't to change God. His ways are way better than mine. My job is to listen for His ways. Because I don't want to just be a hearer. I want to be a doer of the word of God. So when God speaks clearly, I obey immediately. When God speaks clearly, I obey immediately. Oh, man, we have an exercise in church. When God speaks clearly, I obey immediately. Some of you ought to wake up tomorrow and get right into it. How about that? Just say, Lord, speak to me. Because I want to see. Enlarge my vision. Prayer Jabez. Lord, he says, bless me. Bless me indeed, big time, over the top. Bless me, bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. Why? Because I want to see more. Lord, help me to see. Jesus, as I preach this message, do your work, Holy Spirit, through your power. May my life never be the same. May our lives never be the same. May this campus never be the same. May this community never be the same. And we don't just say it. We mean it. We believe it. We receive it. In the almighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. We're going to have church. Let's have church. Are you glad you came to church today? I love you guys. You are amazing. The Bible says, the Bible says, David said, I was glad when they said, let me go to the house of the Lord. You see, people sometimes get it confused and they're like, well, you don't got to go to church to be a Christian. That's like saying you don't have to eat to be human, but if you're human, you just want to. You just have an appetite. You have a desire for it. Like, Like you are excited about coming because one word from Almighty God can change your life forever. He still is in the miracle working business. I'm going to tell you all now two things you need to know about me. Gulf Breeze hadn't learned this one yet, but y'all, y'all are smart over here. I can tell. Here's what y'all need to know. The more like enthusiastic you guys are, all right, the uh, shorter I preach and the better I preach. So, so really, it, this one's on y'all. This one's on y'all. I want to talk to you about vision. Where there's no vision, people perish. What kind of vision do you have? Because you can hang around Jesus and still not have the vision Jesus does. If you do not, if you do not attend to what he reveals. In John chapter 4, Jesus had to go to Samaria. There was a woman who was mixed. The races back then, they, the, the Jews wouldn't talk. They wouldn't talk over here. They wouldn't talk to Samaritans and vice versa. They, they, they were uh, kind of like we are today in our culture. And instead of realizing that, 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 that God doesn't love us for our color, God loves us with our color. He's the one who gave us color. 
Are you with me? In other words, it's in God's economy, you just a crayon in the box. That's all you are, right? Like when God called us here, we were doing demographic studies, and Gulf Breeze was 98.7% white. And I said, Jesus, help us. We were coming from Tampa. It wasn't like that in Tampa. And then we started studying Navarre. Navarre got a little bit better. We like, we got to go to Navarre quick. We want the church to look like heaven looks like. Are you with me? That's what we want the church to look like. The church hour shouldn't be the most segregated hour in the world. It ought to look like a box of crayons. Y'all not helping me. I'm going to preach. I'm getting it. Are you with me? And so Jesus comes to this woman, and she was a mix. She was a half-breed is how they would talk. And Jesus goes, and all the disciples do is they think about food. They need food. So they're going out to get food, and they come back, and they're worrying about Jesus not eating food. But Jesus says, I got food you don't even know about. Like, my food is right here. Like, this is life change. Like, her world is going to be changed. Her community is going to be changed. Because today, her thinking has changed. She understands that I'm the living water. She understands that she, if she just drink of me, she'll never thirst again because I am the living water. I can take people with depression and I can give them joy. I can take people who want to die and I can take those same people and help them enjoy living. I can take someone who's negative and I can turn them into Zig Ziglar. I can take someone over here who is an addict and is just an alcoholic or a drug addict and they are addicted to their sin. And in one word, I can say freedom. And the chains fall off. And all of a sudden, they begin to move. And they begin to dance. And they are free. And they are fully alive. Almost like Jesus said, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Here's the message, Navarre. There are people close to you, far from God, need the life of Jesus. What in the world are you doing about it? What are we doing about it? Because TV is not the answer. Hollywood's not the answer. Family vacations are amazing. I wish we had more of them. But that's not the answer. And some people, that's the only hope for their family, is if my wife and I cannot get divorced until family vacation will be good for another year. Are you with me? Some people go to the needle for hope. Some people go, they turn it up, empty bottle, empty bottle, empty bottle, looking for what we already know we have in Jesus. So Lord, help me to see. Help me to see. What do you want? I want to see them. But you will never see them until you see him. And when you see him, you will see yourself for who you are, which means really who you're not. But you won't get trapped in who you're not because you'll be looking at him and who he is. And he is everything you need. Last week, we talked about he's the overflow. The best thing you can do is come empty. Jesus doesn't need you to be a rock star. He just needs you to be a bright star. And he's a bright and morning star. Just be available. Jesus can shine through you. If Jesus can use Tim Payne, I promise you he can use you. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to talk. I was in ninth grade. I want to get in front of people. I had a panic attack. Get in front of people. Got to read a little three by five card. And Jesus like, he's perfect. <laughs> he's, he sucks at public speaking. Give me him. You know why? Because then he gets the glory. Man, why you keep talking yourself out of the blessing God has for you? Why you keep calling unusable what God is calling perfect? Why you, keep in, why you keep thinking so little of yourself when Jesus is seeing bigness? There's more in you, Navarre. I'm thankful for this campus. 
When we moved here, we live on the line, Lighthouse Point. We live on the line of Gulf Breeze and Navarre. And before we ever, you need to hear this, before we ever had our first gathering in Gulf Breeze, God already put Navarre in my heart. God already spoke Navarre in my heart. I used to come out here where we had rally today out there on the concrete, the little circle area, and I prayed. I prayed for you guys that you would come. You're an answer to that prayer. Now, let's look in the future, and who do you want to be next to you? And say, you know what? You're an answer to my prayer. I prayed before you ever came. I prayed believing you would come. And then they turn around and say, no, 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 no. You were the answer to my prayer because I was lost. I was lonely. I was depressed. I was confused. I was an addict. And I was in the worst place when you invited me to experience something that just seems like amazing grace. Like how could he love me so much? How could Jesus give himself freely for me, for a sinner like me, man? Yeah, I'll live the rest of my days for him. It's my, it's my reasonable service. That's what we're talking about, Navarre. Who is close to you and far from God? Please don't agree with the devil that the Lord can never reach him, that the Lord can never change him. Because Jesus loves even them. Where there is no vision, the people perish. See, if we don't see Jesus, we'll never see them. Let me read some verses. You won't have it on the screen. So take out your iPhones, take out your tablets, your Bibles, whatever you have. Go to John 4. Just a few verses the Lord put on my heart during worship. God will speak to your heart in worship sometimes. It's a beautiful thing. Just attend to what he's revealing and stay there. Jesus put these verses on my heart. Jesus has already told the woman that he's the Messiah. He says, verse 26 of John 4, I'm reading from the NLT. He said this, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. He revealed to the woman that not only would a Messiah come, but he was the Messiah. Do you know what that means? That means Jesus is claiming deity. That's where Christianity and a lot of other religions are totally different. In fact, the book of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John say if someone does not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, they are not a Christian. They can call themselves a Christian, but they are not a Christian. Because you cannot be a Christian without believing that Jesus, I'm going to give you a heads up here like a good teacher. In just a minute, I want you to get excited. All right, here we go. So, So Jesus reveals he's the Messiah. The Messiah is the Son, not a Son, not Justice, but the son of the living God. He is claiming equality with almighty God. That's what Messiah means. Messiah means Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Yahweh, Elohim, Jehovah. What do you need to call him by? That's who Jesus is. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. I and my father are one. Jesus looks her in the eye and he tells her, No, no, no. No, I'm not a God, right? I love it when Jehovah Witness come to my door because I pray for Jehovah Witness. I pray for opportunities. When they come to my door, I smile so big because I'm like, you don't even know. I've been praying for you. (laughs) I'm happy to stand outside my house. I'm not going to let the spirit of unbelief in my house, but I'm going to stand. That's what the Bible says. But I'm going to stand outside the door, and I'm going to talk to you. We're going to go to John chapter 8, 58, where the Pharisees decided to stone Jesus because Jesus said, yeah, before Abraham was I am. And they said, no, no, you're young. Abraham was old. old. How in the world? And he says, no, 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 no. Before Abram was, I am. And what was he saying? I am 
God, I am Jesus. I am the water. I am the door. I am the bread. I am the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And that's what Jesus said to this woman at the well. He says, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. They're going to screw it all up. Leave it up to Jesus' disciples to screw up what he's trying to do. Can anybody identify with that? I can identify with that. There have been times where I got in his way. He should have run me over, but he picked me up. You ever do that with your kids? You ever just kind of correct? You don't even got to say a word. You got to put your hand on the back of their neck. You just got to pull them out of the way. Or they're running out in traffic. You grab their shirt, right? And Jesus' disciples are getting ready to try to screw it up. But Jesus is greater. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman. They were shocked. See, Jesus likes to blow up all the things we get wrong. Y'all missed it. That was a high point. I was really expecting y'all to bam right there. Ladies, let's try it again just for the ladies. See, Jesus likes to correct all the things we get wrong. Yeah, there were a couple women, women at the cross and one man. It sucks to be a guy right now. But a couple women stood at the cross Couple women were the ones to the tomb first. They had to go get the men. Does that say that in y'all's Bible? Someone mess with my Bible. That's what I've been reading in my Bible. Jesus talking to women. You know why? Because Jesus has big plans for women. Jesus knows how strong women are. He made them strong for a reason. And he wants to leverage them for his glory. But you will never leverage for the glory without telling the story. Because the only way you get the glory is to lift up the story. That there's one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Are we having fun yet? Are we preaching yet? Because in verse 27 he says this. And they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what, what you want with her? What, 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 what you be wanting with her? Why, why are you talking to her, Jesus? None of them had, they had the guts to think it. They just didn't have the guts to say it. Isn't that what being a coward is about? And none of us had the guts to say, why are you talking to her? Not only what you want to do with her, she's a Samaritan. She's, what, what, Jesus, come on, you're ruining our reputation. Come on, Jesus. No, 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 no. They didn't have it. Verse 28. The woman left her water jar beside the well, and she ran back to the village telling everyone. You know what? She ran away when the disciples came close. Maybe she could feel she wasn't wanted. Maybe she could feel that their grace level was totally lower than his grace level. Her tolerance and acceptance for a sinner was different than Jesus. Are you with me? I'm just going to believe I'm preaching good. Y'all being quiet. The woman left her water jar beside the well, and, they, and she ran back to the village. Maybe she left her water pot because she didn't need any more water. She just connected with the living water. Maybe it was so good, she left her water pot because she already got what she needed. And she was distracted by what she really needed, and she found out, I don't need what I think I needed. I met someone. He's going to change my whole community. And she becomes the very first preacher, woman preacher evangelist woman evangelist in the bible right there in the gospels the first evangelist here she is and she goes listen to the scripture come and see we put these things called invite cards on the chairs and we do it because we're addicted to life change 
We got a billboard, two of them here in Navarre. Have you seen the billboard? Doesn't it look good? You know why we do that? Because we think billboards are the best way to advertise. No. We do that because people do look at billboards. In fact, where one is on the other side is Sammy's. So we're saying, you know what? Yeah, there's darkness, but the light is greater than darkness. You think you're all dark. You think you're all big and bad. But when the lights come on, where's the darkness at? Are you with me? Where does it go? So we want people to look to come and see. Listen, real simple message today. Number one, you better look and see him. If you don't see him, no wonder why you don't see them. You'll never see them until you see him. But you cannot, you cannot, cannot see him and not see them. When you see him, you will see them. And you may not care like the disciples didn't care. They're trying to feed Jesus. They're, come on, Jesus, eat. And Jesus is like, man, I got food y'all don't even know about. I'm good. Man, I am good. Jesus, but you haven't eaten. But I'm, I'm, I'm swollen, man. I got something running inside of my veins y'all didn't even know about. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me today? He had something. He, he had something. See, man cannot just live by bread, and, by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so Jesus infects her in such a way, she goes back and she says, come see a man who told me everything I did. And she's proud about it. Like with an exclamation mark. No, I don't think she's proud of what she did. I think she's proud of the fact that he told her everything she did, summed up in adultery, summed up in fornication, but he loved her enough. There was something about the look in his eyes because he could see her. And it wasn't her who she thought she was. It was her who he created her to be. She, he, didn't see, he didn't see a prostitute. He didn't see a woman who was a sex addict. He didn't see a woman who had many husbands. He saw an evangelist for him. He saw someone that God could use because their life was so screwed up without him that now with him, their life will never be be the same again. I'm trying my best. I'm starting to sweat up here, but I'm telling you who is close to you that needs him. You'll never see them until you see him. And when you see him, you will see them. And when you see him, you will not only see them, you will move to them. You will move towards them. You will do everything in your power to speak up, not to worry about what people think of you because you are different. You have been made brand new. You got that new car smell. Don't y'all like that new car smell? My dad was a car salesman and he'd get these things called demos and everyone wanted to ride with dad. Mom didn't feel love, but dad had the new car smell going on. The old car smelled like other stuff, like that, that uh, chicken nugget that had been under there for three months that still looked like you could eat it. It looked like it had been there since yesterday. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. We believe in preservation. <laughs> we a little preservative action going on. Yeah, we want to ride with Dad because it just smelled new. Man, I want God to be shining in my life so much that people say, man, there's something about that Tim guy. He just smells new. He'll never smell old. Never smell disgusting. Never smells like he needs it. He just smells new. And, and I just want to be around the newness because for a few moments when I'm around him, all I smell is new. And the scripture says, and I'm done. 
she said, could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came. Streaming. From the village to see him. They came because of her. They came. Because he saw her. They came. Because she told them. They came streaming. We stream today, don't we? We got the iPads. We got the technology. We're streaming in our gatherings now. And I just thank you for not leaving. We're going to get it right. I promise you. We're two years old. How many know sometimes it's terrible twos? And I, I'm telling you, y'all been through a lot. Thank you for your grace. Sometimes it's been without our control. Sometimes it's been our fault. But I promise you this. We're committed to excellence. And one day you'll look and you'll say, man... There's nothing but excellence here. And you'll be so proud. Not just because of the church. But because you desire for your friends and family to come and to stream live here. Because there's something live that God is doing. And when people come in here before the first note is ever played, they're coming not because we got cool music. Because there are a lot of great churches that got great music. But they're coming because he's here. And the fact that he's here and he wants to see them means the world to them. And to know I don't have to be perfect. We say no perfect people allowed. And then, you know, in leadership, in leadership, things change a little bit. You hear me and hear me well. We welcome all sinners here. But you know, as Jesus gathered people around him, then Jesus began to teach, and it was like the stakes went up a little bit. Jesus started saying sometimes things like were a little bit harder. Like he'd say, unless you eat of my flesh and drink my blood. And the disciples were like, oh, God, we were hoping he wouldn't say that. There goes our crowd. <laughs> and the crowd gets smaller all the way to at the cross. I think there were just, what, three people? Four people there at the cross with, G- with Jesus. The crowd had done this. Why? Because Jesus started with this. Everyone come. And then Jesus would raise the bar. Sometimes that happens. But it's not an excuse for a lack of growth. Jesus said to the kids, come to me. Jesus died for people. He loves nothing more than people. This church loves people. We will do everything short of sin to see them because we've seen him. We'll send teams into Sammy's, and we already have. There were women, no men, there were women, into the very back, the dressing rooms, with a prayer box and nothing but the grace of God. We will do everything short of sin to reach them because we've seen him. We will do everything short of sin to reach them because of him. 
Say it with me. We will do everything short of sin to reach them because of him. This is not about us. I love our church. This is about Jesus. And I need your help to reach them. Navarre, we can do better. We can put more chairs out. We can buy more chairs. We can add another gathering. But we haven't filled both of them. We can fill two gatherings. We can fill four gatherings. Or we can go to a gymnasium and see 3,000 people come because someone went out and said, he told me everything I ever did. Could he not be the Messiah? And they come streaming because Jesus is in the house. I'm calling Navarre to a whole nother level. Praise God for this. Navarre's bigger than 85. This campus is bigger than 85% of the churches in America. I'm not settling. There's way more to the throttle. Are you with me? But God didn't call the pastor to do it. God called the pastor in Ephesians to equip the people to do the work of the ministry. You know why? Because y'all are way better than I am. If you're sitting on your blessed assurance, singing how great is thy faithfulness, waiting for the sweet by and by, Jesus is saying, get up, dust off, and do the work. If a woman who was a sex addict can do the work of evangelist, I'm pretty sure just about anyone in here is pretty good. I'm pretty sure. Are y'all with me today? I want to take two minutes and we're going to pray. Would you put that picture on the screen? I just want to bring real clear, crystal clear clarity where we're at. The picture, um, I just want to say thank you because I know there are great people in here that you've been believing and praying. When we fasted, you fasted. There are people in this room, you've cried, you've shed tears, you've believed God. If Joshua could see the sun stand still, If Elijah can call fire from heaven. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can get thrown in a fire that killed the king's soldiers that threw them in there. And yet, not a hair on their head or arm or foot was singed. If they can see miracles, we can too. And I know there are great people in this room. And if you're here, VIP, or if you're here and you it haven't been cast clearly or you, you don't know or you haven't heard, just give me just a minute to say a word. We're five years old. We've prayed and believed God for land. Here's what's different. What's different is the first vision cast. I looked in front of our 28 people. 14 of them already had a church and weren't coming. They just loved us enough to fill a seat, and that was good because depression was the other option. And so they came, and they heard, and the vision was, you know what, guys? We are not, I said, I'm not going to lead our church into debt. I get it, but I'm not going to do it because the borrower is servant to the lender. Proverbs, God's word, period, So we're not going to get in debt. We're going to actually believe God to pay for this whole thing. And if God can do it in 1800 with a man who believed him when he saw orphans and it wrecked him so much, 
He could never be the same. If God was strong in 1800, he is still strong in 2017. He was still strong in 2011 when we had the vision. He is still strong in 2012 when we started the church. And we have been and always will be for God's honor and God's glory debt free. And we're not compromising. We're not compromising on that. We have a team today. We've seen miracle after miracle. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you to do what people did for you. See, this isn't about, we're not going to get a building. I'm still going to have to set up. You're not even our crew, man. Because we're not consumers, we're contributors. Like you got us confused with your last church that you left because you didn't like it and you came here. This ain't that. We are not consumers, feed me. We're contributors. We believe all hands in. We believe it's an all skate. We believe even children can serve God at Navarre campus. They're back there helping. They're in kids serving. They're setting up. That's, that's who we are. So please don't bring the old culture of your old church that you left. Why would we want to be like the church that you left? We're not up for sale, FYI. This is us. This is who God called us to be. And so that probably wasn't for any of you guys. But if it was, just receive it in the Lord's spirit because that, that was for you. If it was for you, if it wasn't for you, don't get a chip on your shoulder because it wasn't for you. But, but speaking for us, we've been praying and believing for property. And on the first day of the fast, the property we've been praying for for five years got a contract on it. And all of a sudden, first time in 35 years, better property for way less money became available. And so we're believing God for the money to buy that. Within less than a week, two different families in our church wrote a $50,000 check. That's a hundred grand in six days. God is going to do this thing with or without us. I'd encourage you to jump on board and be a part of the miracle because it's not about us. We just want to be here when the glory shows up. Are you with me? We just want to be a part. The widow got remembered, not because of the amount of what she gave, but the amount of sacrifice she gave. You say 50 grand. Why do you throw that out? Now, I'm not about money. And this church is not about money. I promise you that. I promise you that. I promise you that. But I promise you it takes money to reach people. It takes money to do ministry. And we, for five years, have met everywhere. We've met in our pavilion. We've met at an oyster bar. We've met at a middle school, elementary school, middle school, high school, football field. Our students, our students, hello for the crew, our students, Momentum Church, our students, they, they meet at a gymnastics place. So we'll leverage anything for the glory of God. We don't have to have a building. But God said, move forward. The cloud is moving. You might want to follow because I'm getting ready to do a new thing. So I'm telling you today, please don't think about, well, are we? No, no, no. We're going to build this campus in Gulf Breeze right there by Tiger Point. And you know what? We're going to keep this campus unless God changes it. If he changes it, then we'll change because he's the boss. But right now, what God's put in my heart as the pastor of this church is to keep one right here. Because you might have a neighbor in Far Navarre or near Mary Esther that would not drive to Gulf Breeze but still needs the same Jesus. So we want to do everything in our power to make it hard for people to go to hell because hell is still still hot heaven is still free jesus is still alive and he's still the answer and a lot a lot a lot is in front of me and in front of you and so we're moving forward so we're praying and believing god the two acres 2.7 acres we're looking at for about three million now it's 20 acres for 2.4 
And we're going to buy that land. We're going to have an Easter miracle offering. And we prayed and we fasted and we believed God. And I'm asking every one of you to sacrifice. I'm not asking you to, be, to give to it. I'm not, because I'm, I'm we've done that before, right? You go to the gas station, you see a little thing, you put a quarter in there, and that's awesome. I'm not asking you to tip. And I'm not asking you to be generous. I'm asking you to sacrifice. And I have full authority to do that. You know why? Because I looked same kind of people, good people in the eyes. And I asked them to sacrifice for you. Because I could see you though you hadn't come yet. Because I saw him so I could see you. And now I want to ask you a question. Once we realize that we're sitting in someone else's sacrifice. Because y'all didn't pay for these cameras. And TV screens and they're not cheap. And lights and, and just being honest with you. I love y'all. But this stuff came from Gulf Breeze. From their sacrifice. So you're, it's kind of like our freedom. We're free today because of men and women's sacrifice. So my reasonable service is the least I can do to say thank you. You're my hero. You, your family mean the world to me. Thank you that I can hang a flag and I can pray in my house and my kids are safe at night because of you and your family's sacrifice. Are you with me? And it reminds me. It reminds me with Easter coming that Jesus paid it all for everybody, not for a few. For everybody. And it's our job to realize I'm sitting in someone else's sacrifice. And because of that sacrifice, I will sacrifice. And I'm asking you, and the 50 grand is what was given from them. That's great. What can you give? Maybe, maybe you say, you know what? $500, Pastor Tim, would be the greatest unbelievable sacrifice. Two things. Number one, God will give it back. If God can get it through you, God will get it to you. You will never outgive him or he's a liar and we shouldn't even do church. We ought to all be at the beach. But he promised before the world began, Titus 1-2, he could not, would not ever lie. So if you will give to God, God has no problem giving back to you. You need to believe that. You need to believe that. Number two, it's not just the gift. It's the amount of the sacrifice. We need 500 people to give $500. We need 250 people to give 1,000. We need 100 people to give 2.5,000. We need 50 people to give 5,000. We need 17 to give 15,000. 10 people to give 25,000. And I'm praying and I'm asking God. And by the way, for, for five years, I prayed and asked God, God made the first million be 10 million because you're just big enough to do it so i'm going to believe you for it you may not do it but i don't want to not have because i didn't ask and we would just love to buy the land build the building be debt free and start on land in navarre are you with me do you feel me but it ain't about a building this is not about a building and if you got the vision if you got the vision twisted it ain't about a building we're not trying to buy land because we're in love with dirt this is about filling heaven and one day we will be looking back and saying, thank God I did. I want to encourage you to be part of that people instead of the part of people who said, I wish I had. Kind of like the people could have invested in Coca-Cola. Could have went and started a little company called eBay. Little company called Google. Little company called Apple. Are y'all with me? When that thing started, it was just people looked over, right? Some garages, people like, that'll never work. Thanks for the motivation. This ain't buying, about buying land or building buildings. It's about filling heaven. And about creating a space and a place where God's grace can make people new. And I'm asking you to be a part of it. 
I'm asking you to be a part of it. Easter's around the corner. Would you go to God and say, God, you know we don't have a lot. There's a guy in our church, they're getting out of debt. They have no money. They have no savings. By the way, that's a lot of people today live paycheck to paycheck. But Proverbs will teach you how to do it right. And so this family, I'm so proud of them, doing it God's way now, getting out of debt, paying debt off, not having to have all the latest and the greatest and the new things and competing with the Jones and the Johns, not doing that, just being like, we're going to drive that crappy car, but we're going to be debt free. We're going to be debt free so we can live free because the Bible says in Romans, oh, no man, anything but love. So I want to be like that. I want to live like that. I want to live in such a way so one day I can live in such a way like people wanted to live, but they can't live because they were addicted to spending. I want to get out of debt and this family said you know what we do have we do have like a 2016 truck you can have it do whatever you need with it if you need it for trailers have it if you need it to sell it to get money to put towards it whatever that's what we can contribute now that is the heart of momentum church we're not consumers y'all we contributors so what's in your hand what can you do and and uh it's not about land and building it's about filling heaven and it's about obeying him he spoke to my heart about 2 3 a.m pastor jim who's here my buddy we left we left the great waffle house and having a long meeting early in the morning and as we drove by the spirit of god said it's time and i drove by a property said it's time get going so i'm just obeying it's not about me i can't wait to see what god's gonna do i can't wait to celebrate with you guys we ain't seen nothing yet church But it starts with us seeing him so we can see them because of him. With heads bowed and eyes closed, Jesus, my prayer today is may we see you so we can see them because of you, Jesus. I want to go into worthy in just a minute, man. Caleb, can we do that? Go into worthy. I know we can. If if this is you today and you say, you know what, Tim, I've been coasting. Man, I've been coasting. I got to get back on mission I know we're talking about the salt life. We'll pick it up, conclude it next week. But really, this is the salt life, man. It's about seeing. It's about seeing the potential. How big is your cooler? How many fish are you believing for? Are you going to max out? Or you just come to just catch one fish, take a picture, and go home? I mean, we didn't drive to Destin for nothing. We came to catch fish. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fisher of men. We follow him. We're fisher of men and women. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's who he is. That's how he works. How many say, Tim, I got to reprioritize. I got to free some margin in my schedule. I got to get some courage. I got to, I got to do things different. I, I got to make a, an appointment with God that's non-negotiable. I got to get in his presence. I got to, I want to smell brand new. I, I need to get around him. I know Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm talking to Christians. Because until God's people get right, the world won't get right. Let's quit talking about how bad they are. Let us get right, like Jonah got right. Then all Nineveh can get right. It starts with us. So I'm talking to God's people first. How many say, Tim, I've I've been, I've been, maybe I've just been talking about the boat and forgetting that the boat is just to move us towards the fish. I'm getting it straight. I'm getting my priorities to straight today. I want God to realign my heart because I want to follow him and reach them. If that's you, no hand raised. Would you stand up right now? No, no, no. 
no, no one looking around. Would you stand up? Would you stand up? You stand up and say, that's me. That's me. I, I, I've kind of missed it a little bit. I'm not seeing them because I'm not seeing him. And I want to see him better because I want to see them. And I want to reach them because of him. All right? So, so there's a few people standing. I guess we're doing it amazing. I, I don't believe that. If I believe that, this room would have no standing room at all. So I, I don't believe we're there yet, church. I'm going to hang out. It's 10, 12. I'm going to hang out just a little bit more till a few other people stand up that God's speaking to and saying, you know what? I got to shift some things. I got to change some things. I need to see them. Who else would like to stand and be a part of the miracle? Because the miracle is not going to happen till we're ready. See, Jesus, I'm just going to preach this message so more people stand because I just believe there are more people Jesus wants to respond to the message. That's why I drove here to preach a message so we would live live differently. Um, But Jesus could have changed the water to wine by snapping his finger, but he didn't change the water to wine till the disciples and the people did what he said. So Jesus has no problem filling the house, but he won't fill the house until I get my house in order. Are you with me today? Who else would like to stand and be a part of the miracle? God, you see the people standing. I thank you for them. I believe they've received this message today. Lord, that there's a line in the sand that today is a different day, that this campus will never be the same. Lord, both gatherings will be moving forward. God, that we will run out of room. We declare it in Jesus' name. We declare that thousands are coming. We declare in Jesus' name that because people today have heard your voice clearly and obey you immediately, that people will be streaming to this place to experience new life in Jesus Christ. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would empower every person standing, not just because this is an emotional time, God, but because, Lord Jesus, you died for people and you love people. And you want to reach people. I pray you would help us to load up on invite cards. Help us, God, to carry them in our pockets, to have them in our cars, being ready to give everyone an answer of the hope that's within us, realizing that that one card might be the bait. That one moment might be the moment, might be the time and the place, Lord Jesus, where that person hears your voice for the first time and they come and they follow you the rest of their lives. We're saying, Jesus, change us, God, because we want to see. In Jesus' name, I declare it. And all God's people said, amen and amen. I hope you're standing in the second gathering as well. I can't see you right now, but God sees you and I'm proud of you. And this community will never be the same. Would everyone stand? Would everyone stand? I'm fixing to close. I want to ask you this, church, with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you don't know Jesus, you need Jesus. If you only have religion, if you only have a church membership somewhere, if you only have, well, I was baptized. If there's never been a time where you look to him and you lived, where you look to Jesus and you said, Jesus, I need you to do for me what I could never do for myself. So Jesus, forgive me. I'm placing all of my faith and trust in you. I'm shifting all, I'm transferring all of my faith in you and you alone in the fact that you died, you were buried, and you rose again. And that is what defeated sin. And so now my life is in your life, Jesus. I accept your life. Give me your life and teach me how to live. If you've never done that, today is your day. And Jesus didn't die for you to be a goody-goody. He didn't die for you to be a holy roller. He didn't die for you to be a churchgoer. He died because you're dead without him. And he died to bring you back to life. And if you don't have life, you need his life today. Today could be your moment. Today is the day of salvation. With heads bowed and eyes closed. If you need that, if you need him, 
If you need forgiveness, if you need your sins to be washed and for everything to be made new, I'm going to lead our church in a prayer, a sinner's prayer. Repeat it with us out loud all together, church. Let's pray it together for those who will pray it for the first time. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I have doubts, questions, and fears. But I feel your love. And I accept your love. And everything that comes with it. Thank you for dying for me. For rising again for me. I give you my life. I accept your life. Now teach me, Jesus, how to live. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you did that on the count of three. I want you to hold your hand up. It don't matter if people look or not. Jesus said, when you get me, you won't be ashamed. It's like way better winning the lottery. You actually want people to know you just won. If that's you today, I want you to hold it up. Heaven's already celebrating. We want to celebrate. There are already hands in the air. Come on, someone on the count of three. Raise your hand up. Hold it up on the count of three. One, two, three. Hold it up. You gave your life to Jesus. I see you, and I see you, and I see you, and I see you. I see you over there. Who else? Let's clap for the second gathering. Come on, church. 